0: Welcome to the Wealth Equation Podcast with me, Wealth Ninja, Kristen Walsh. If you want to be wealthy but money feels like physics and the thought of making a budget makes you want to die, stick around. Here we break it all down super simply. We demystify wealth so you run your money instead of your money running you. We're here to ditch the hustle, earn more, hold more, and grow more simply. We're coming in hot with practical teachings, deep mindset shifts, and the perfect amount of woo-woo so that you become the kind of woman who creates wealth with ease. Money is a dance party if you let it be. You were born for wealth, and by pressing play, your up level begins. Happy holidays, beauties. Oh my goodness, what a fun time of year. I hope your holidays have been incredible, been filled with fun and lots of love and lots of joy. Growing up in London, Ontario, I became very used to snowy Christmases for basically my whole life, because it's always super cold there. And so the first time I had a warm Christmas, it was very, very weird. I remember being in New Zealand and having a barbecue on the beach and everyone's in a bikini and it was just so bizarre. And I've lived away from home now for so long that now warm Christmases are what's normal. (laughs) It's a few weeks ago was actually the first time in years I even saw snow. I made a snow angel. (laughs) So it's very, very strange. Now I have different Christmas traditions. I go for a surf on Christmas morning every year now, which is one of my favorite things. I usually will have family dinner with friends, which is so beautiful. Uh, And I have a very weird tradition that I'll always write myself a Christmas card. You know, when you're living so far away from family, not You can't always get Christmas cards or Christmas gifts or even holiday gifts very easily. And so I always write myself a card that just really expresses what I'm proud of and celebrating the year that's just, you know, unfolded. And so that's something really special that I love to do and is a bit unusual. So whether it's holiday traditions or your life in general or how you spend your money, I want this to be your permission slip to create whatever fills you up. So today I want to talk about a topic that comes up during the holidays because it's usually a time when people are spending more than usual. So I want to talk to you about why your money evaporates. Now, I want to be clear. Money is made to be spent. Hoarding all your cash is not a vibe. (laughs) That's not what we're here to do. I want you also to realize that you can overspend At every level of income, overspending and the pattern of overspending isn't a reflection of the amount of money you're earning. You can also feel scarcity around spending, whether you're buying a $40,000 car or a $7 head of lettuce. So my intention with this episode and when it comes to spending is that you have a relationship with money and with spending that feels expansive, that you spend with intention that you know where your money is going, that you're spending less than you're earning so that your money is growing, and that you don't feel guilty when you spend. When we talk about why your money evaporates, it's coming from a few different places. The first place, and when I walk through these You just get to decide which of these apply to you and which of these might be present in your life and make shifts accordingly. The first piece is usually because you're avoiding your money. Most people I talk to or work with tend to avoid their money. You shame yourself when your current system isn't working. It's really easy to avoid things you don't feel good at. So when you have no idea what's coming in or going out, it's really easy to not feel good about the numbers. You might be hoping that by some miracle of modern science, your money is just going to sort itself out. (laughs) And then you feel guilty when that's not the case. If that's you, don't worry. You're not alone. Maybe you tell yourself that you want to be in flow and that looking at your money takes you out of flow. If you're really in your feminine, looking at your money doesn't take you out of flow. Look, looking at your money actually gives you the space to expand. It feels really good when you know what you're doing with it. Really avoiding your money just creates stress because when you don't know your numbers, your mind often has no choice but to create the story, there's not enough and that doesn't feel good. Maybe one of the reasons your money is evaporating is that your current method of budgeting fucking sucks. (laughs) If you budget from an Excel spreadsheet, I'm here to tell you it's literally the worst way to budget. And it's one of the reasons that most people think about budgeting and feel contraction in their body. Excel is the worst way to budget. It's literally terrible. First of all, it takes forever. If you're manually putting in banking transactions or manually typing in any numbers, this takes forever. And it's really the worst way to budget because you don't know what happens until after you've already spent the money so it's looking at things in retrospect it doesn't give you the ability to make spending decisions in real time and it doesn't feel good it's why most people really fail at budgeting because it if you're using an excel spreadsheet it's looking at things that have happened in the past instead of decisions that you can make going forward and it's really really time consuming so if you feel like you hate budgeting that might be why. It's also the same reason that the reports that your accountant gives you at the end of the tax year are valuable for tax purposes, but not really valuable for you in your decision making process. Because that information is so old. It might be you know, spending that you made, spending decisions that you made a year ago, or income that was coming in sometimes even more than a year ago, maybe two years ago, which doesn't help you. If you want a current picture of what's going on so that you can decide, do I have the money to be spending on this new thing? Or do I want to be investing in this new thing? You need real-time information. If you have no way of making spending decisions in real time other than your gut, you don't have a good system. Your brain is not a budget, If you're making daily decisions without accurate information, the system is obviously going to fail. If you've ever tried to remember a phone number in your mind and forgotten the last three digits, like four seconds after somebody said it to you, that's because the brain isn't meant to compute that much information all at once. I'm going to say it again. Your brain is not a budget. You don't need to feel any kind of shame around the fact that you don't have enough information in your mind to keep all that stuff stored. So having a system that works, that's outside of how you feel or your gut when it comes to spending is really, really important. And that way you don't have to shame yourself. One of the biggest things I find outside of, you know, budgeting systems, one of the One of the big things I talk about a lot when it comes to numbers are there, there are different layers, right? There are the, you need systems, you need to know the strategy, you need to know how to do things. But then there are often the places where your decision making comes from that have nothing to do with the strategy or the systems or having the best, you know, tool for something. It has to do with your underlying beliefs. And this comes up frequently. I've seen this again and again. And it, comes up in different ways, but is it's the, the idea or the feeling that you don't feel safe to actually hold money. Now, I've seen this appear with different people in different ways. And I'm going to walk you through a, a few of the ways that it might be presenting for you. If you've never done anything with your money, but spend it, then of course, you're not going to feel safe to hold it, right? You might have a lot of habits, Around money, that involves you earning it and you spending everything you make. So the more you make, the more you spend. And that's been your habit over time, right? So it might be, you know, just a routine that you've built, a habit that you've built. And then there might be other deeper things where you might not actually feel safe for some reason holding more money. So I had a client who hit one of her, like hit a record month. She earned more than she had ever been earning in her business. And it was like this huge celebration. And one of her questions on one of our calls was, you know, what do I do with all this money now? And one of the things that she wanted to do was pay all of her, pay all of her bills forward. So, you know, many months into the future of like paying her bills. And it seemed like a responsible thing to do, right? Instead of spending all the money, she wanted to make sure that she had covered all of her monthly expenses and her bills going forward. But it was a very strange thing. And we dug a little bit deeper and it was really a reflection of she didn't trust herself to actually have the money in her account. So she had a whole bunch more than she had had in the past and she didn't trust herself with it. So instead of building the building the capability the capacity the trust within herself to really decide and hold and grow more of that money she thought it would be safer in somebody else's hands which is crazy right what if something changes you know three months from now there is no safer place for your money than with you so another place that this can appear is if you have a tendency to earn a whole bunch you know you have a lot of money flowing in and then you find yourself giving it all away And again, there are always conscious reasons we believe we have for doing this. Of course, giving seems like a really incredible thing to be doing with your money. You're generous. You're spending your money on other people. You you are giving that flow of money. But if you're giving all of the money away or if you're giving away more than you have growing, it is often a reflection of, You know, maybe you have a belief that holding money or you having money is evil. This happens a lot if we came from really religious upbringings. Maybe you believe that having that money is bad in some way, right? It will make you greedy or it means something. Are there things that you're believing about what it means for you to hold and grow more money? Maybe you believe that you don't deserve it. These are all things that you really want to go deep on unpacking and reflecting on. It's not enough to just look at what you're doing and and the actions and behaviors you have. You want to dig deeper when those behaviors don't really make sense or when those behaviors don't necessarily align to your long-term goals. When it comes to earning more and having a lot of money flow in, what makes sense is you get to be generous. You get to give your money without giving all of it away. What makes a lot of sense is for you to have your money invested in it to be growing so that you have a lot of money growing and coming in so that you can give more in the future versus giving it all away now and and really having not a lot to show for it. The other thing we talked about last week was when you're spending or maybe not last week, one of the past weeks, it was step two in the three simple steps to wealth. I talked about spending triggers. Anytime you're spending from a place that isn't conscious or isn't in alignment, you know, maybe it's stress spending, maybe it's FOMO, maybe it's comparison. So I'm not going to go through all of those here. You'll want to go back and listen to that episode. If spending is something that you're working on or overspending has been something that has really tripped you up in the past, I also see a lot of people make themselves wrong for spending money, which is why I started this episode with, you know, money is made to be spent. You get to spend on the things that light you up. It's just about spending consciously. If your way of budgeting or your method of budgeting looks something like a yo-yo diet, it's really all or nothing. Either you're cutting up your credit cards or you're treating yourself, you might be in a pattern where it feels like it's wrong to be spending. And so you can constrict yourself and then that constriction isn't sustainable. And so you go on a splurge spree, right? Sometimes we can do the same things with food. And so that process, that method, that relationship to spending isn't sustainable, right? In the short term, cutting up your credit card might feel like a great idea and might actually get you the results you want. But in the long term, it's not actually shifting your relationship to money, or relationship to spending. And the last piece around spending that really might be tripping you up, the reason that your money is evaporating, is you think that more money will solve your problem. So the more you make, the more you spend often. It is really easy to believe that earning more will solve the overspending problem. And that's not true. You can spend millions and millions of dollars a year. You can't out-earn your mismanagement of money. (laughs) You can make investments that are really terrible. You really want to be conscious of where your money is going. When I was trading, I was literally spending basically everything I was making. My income was increasing quite a bit over time. And as that was happening, my spending was just creeping up with it. Now, there's nothing wrong with spending more money as you start to earn more. It's just that you want to be making those decisions consciously. So if it leaves you with a big zero at the end of every month, it's something you really want to be looking into. Everything, when it comes to spending and my philosophy around spending, everything is a choice. There is no you know, percentage of your income that I would suggest you spend. It's you get to choose with intention where every dollar gets to go. And that gets to feel really fucking fun. Your system around your money, your system around spending, literally will set you free. I know that there can be this, you know, and in the old paradigm of money and finance, it's all been from a place of contraction. And so having intention about or having a system can has in the past felt very contracted for both for many many people and that doesn't have to be the case the right system feels really yummy it's like the feeling of being taken care of it's the difference between say you want to go from your house to your parents house all the way across town with all your holiday gifts now imagine trying to do this walking without a car without google maps you have a backpack full of gifts you're trudging through the snow trying to do this on your own basically blind versus having a luxe black suv with leather seats and seat warmers and someone is driving you your favorite tunes are on you know exactly where you're going you get there with luxurious amounts of time Now, you could have a story that the luxurious black SUV is constricted, you know, and that walking there with your backpack full of gifts is more free. But is that really the case? (laughs) Which version is going to feel better? Which version feels yummy? A system, the right system, feels like you are being taken care of. In my program and in the work that I do, I teach something called the unbudget. You get the ability to make spending decisions in real time. You never feel guilty for spending because you always know how much money is there and you watch your money grow. So that is available to you. Systems don't need to feel restricted. The other important thing I want to talk about when it comes to spending is the importance of your internal dialogue. Your feelings and beliefs about spending are just as important as how much you spend and what you spend on. You can choose to spend or not spend on something without talking about how expensive it is. (laughs) Talking about how expensive something is, is just not valuable. Telling yourself something is really expensive is your way of saying to yourself, I can't afford it, which is usually not actually true. Usually you can afford it. You might be looking at a you know, five dollar pints of straw strawberries, feeling like it's expensive. You can afford the strawberries. You're just choosing to spend your money in other places. I actually moved where I was living last year because so many of the conversations in the community were all from a place of scarcity, and I would feel myself in a state of contraction frequently. I'm not saying you have to move. <laughs> But I am saying be intentional about the type of conversations you create in your life and the type of conversations you engage in and the people you surround yourself with. I want to share a few practices that I have. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying you have to adopt any of these. I want to give you inspiration for what you can create around practices that feel good for you around money. Rather than being prescriptive around some kind of formula, I want you to create the relationship and the rituals that really expand you. So when I find people having conversations about things being expensive or scarcity, my favorite reply is this: "-hmm, with a head nod. <laughs> you can acknowledge without agreeing or disagreeing with somebody. I don't need everyone to view things in the way that I do. I don't even need to share my perspective with most people because I know how tied people can be to the way they view the world. And in everyday conversations, I'm not a coach. (laughs) I don't need to share exactly how I think about the work that I do. I don't need to talk about the way or the, like why I view things the way I do. I don't need to make anyone else wrong for the way that they view things either. I also don't want to spend time talking about how expensive things are. So I acknowledge their view and I create space to redirect the conversation, which is available always. Another practice that I have, and this might sound very weird, is I won't ever do math at dinner. (laughs) So when I'm out with friends for dinner or lunch, we've just finished a beautiful meal. The last thing I want to do is spend the next 15 minutes doing mental gymnastics about how much we all owe and I watch people do this and I watch them feel in a state of contraction about it so for some people maybe this feels good and they love it but when a bill comes that doesn't feel good for me I would rather overpay I would rather pay the whole bill if someone's interested in doing the mental calculations and they tell me what to pay I'll just pay it otherwise we split it equally or one person pays, whatever it is, I want things to feel easy. And so I make, you know, practices for myself that make things feel easy and expansive. I also feel gratitude when I spend money, even when I'm paying bills, especially when I'm paying bills. I feel in a state of joy intentionally because there have been times in my life when I didn't have the money to cover all my bills easily. Or at all, really. So, feeling gratitude for the money as it goes out is such an important practice for me. So, however, you spend your money, it is really up to you. I want you to create practices and rituals and systems that feel good. I want them to feel good and also get you to where you want to be long term. Both of those things are important. That is how you build wealth, that is how you create a rich life, that's how you foster a relationship and nurture a relationship with money that feels expansive. And that's what I want for each and every single one of you. I will see you back here next week. I hope you are enjoying the beautiful, beautiful holidays. And remember, you were born for wealth. It's a gift to vibe with you here every week. If you're digging the content, I would be honored if you'd leave a rating, a review, and subscribe to the show. Not just for me, but it's how women just like you find the pod. It truly is how we can all make an impact. More women being ridiculously fucking wealthy and building a life of their wildest dreams.